I listen. I can feel it. I experience it. And I breathe it. This is music to me. And who am I? My name is Nina, and I'm a music lover. And I'm about to take you on a journey into one of the craziest industries in the world. is connected by frequency. Hello music lovers, my name is Nina and I'm inviting you on another journey into the music industry. First, I want to thank you all for the great support on this project. And of course, I need to say thanks to the Infinity Lighthouse team without who this podcast would not look like this. Love you guys. So today we have another online podcast. These crazy times doesn't allow me to experiment and do this in person that much. However, when you have interesting guests, like my next one is, the place where you are having a conversation is irrelevant. This time I want you to fasten your seatbelts because we are about to speed it up a little bit. Some people would say side trance is fast. I don't agree. It is just euphoric and makes you dance like crazy. My guest is well-known DJ and a producer who is opening the door to a new world to Psytrance. He is down-to-earth and kind person everyone wants to work with. But before we start, yes, I know you hate this part, I do as well, trust me, but your support is precious if you like me to continue doing this. Please make this easier for me via Patreon or PayPal donations. All the information will be written in the video description and on the Connected by Frequency Facebook page. And subscribe, subscribe, subscribe to my YouTube channel. Like and share this video with the world and leave a comment if you want. This is really important and we, I will much appreciate it. Thank you. If I say Asterix, you will say Psytrance. If I say Vinivici, you will probably say commercial Psytrance. But you may get confused when I say my guest's name. Why? Because he's not a typical Psytrance producer, he likes to experiment with different melodies and genres. A fusion between Psytrance and commercial EDM is usually something you will hear the most in his production. But he is not afraid to combine genres outside electronic music. He has been recognized by big names in the industry and played for massive events worldwide, making him a professional worth promoting everywhere. I will feel free to say he has opened so many doors of big festivals for Psytrance music. If you listen to his production, you will not stay indifferent. A few weeks ago, he was performing in Transmission Festival in Prague for the first time. And yes, I was supposed to be there, but new COVID traveling regulations made me cancel everything. But I can definitely say this was the best set of the night. His name is Itai, but we know him as White Noise. And he's here with me to talk about psychedelic side of music scene. Good afternoon, Itai. <laughs> hey, good afternoon. Thank you for coming to my show. <laughs> Thank you so much for bringing me over. <laughs> it's over nice having you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, even, even over the Zoom. Well, the idea was actually to record this interview uh, in a lovely studio in Prague. Uh, and instead of that, I need to thank you for accepting uh, my invitation to do this online. Yeah, nothing will stop us. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. All right, let's begin. Okay, can you please, at, for the beginning, for the start, uh, explain and tell us more who actually uh, Itai Elia is? Psytrance, trance, EDM, DJ and producer. How do you clarify yourself? Actually, I'm trying not to clarify myself uh, because 
uh, what I'm doing, what I'm trying to do myself is uh, not to judge whatever kind of music is coming to my mind. Uh, I think like uh, usually we are, we are the portals, you know, we are the portals for, uh, for bringing music into the world and whatever I'm hearing in my head, uh, I'm actually not trying to judge and trying to bring it to my own kind of style. And uh, basically because I love Cytron so much and I love the rhythm and I love the energy, then everything is kind of like in the construct of uh, Cytrons, but uh, I'm trying to combine everything that I'm hearing in my head uh, all through one channel that's called white noise, basically. <laughs> <laughs> That's good, but you are open-minded, so this is something uh, for respect, if you ask me. And not everyone can do that. Then they're not feeling free, you know, to try new stuff because they they think they can be judged, for example, by by music lovers, for example. Okay, so uh, you're coming from Israel, of course, and mm. <laughs> of course, uh, Israel is like the sanctuary for Psytrance music. Uh, so it is not strange that it's this is the place where you found yourself. Uh, but would you mind explaining how the music industry journey started for you? Was it always about Psytrance or it was something else? Actually, I think at the age of 12, I started uh, to be a DJ. Uh, Well. I think I played with the uh, Discmans, you know, <laughs> in events uh, until I think when I was uh, 13, my parents got me my first uh, CDJs for my birthday. And uh, I think at the age of 15, 16, something like that, uh, my friends, my good friends, Mahmoudra, that uh, used to live in my city, they helped me to start uh, getting things uh Uh, like getting lessons how to produce music and not only how to DJ. And they really helped me with samples and how to uh, synthesize uh, melodies or samples or whatever I wanted to do. And uh, from there, they used to do Psytrance and I really loved Psytrance as well. And we used to go to Psytrance uh, parties and festival as kids. And uh, I just fell in love with this kind of style and I thought that I could bring something new uh, Back in that time, I really loved cinematic music, so uh, so that's that's the thing that I used to bring. And uh, now also I bring cinematic music, but uh, it kind of like got involved and went to the background. And now uh, more big melodies and more uh, vocals came into place in the middle of the mix. So uh, other things went to the side, but still it's the same style and the same things and the same focus I'm working on, just putting them in uh, different places. Wow. <laughs> Interesting, <laughs> for sure. Yeah. But how did, did you decide to make that significant change uh, and combine commercial electronic music and Psytrance energy? Uh, actually, it's, uh, you actually answered the, the question. It's the same energy for me. Uh, and more important to succeed in it. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, when, when I'm doing music, you never thought that, you never think like you say, okay, I love this song. I think it could be a good song. And when you release it, that's it, you know, and you can never know if it's really a good song for other people as well, but uh, you just uh, do what you're trying to do. And uh, answering your question, uh, of course, uh, I think that uh, bringing, uh, 
these commercial things into Psytrance was always a passion of mine to kind of like fuse things. And uh, white noise, for example, the meaning of white noise is uh, all the frequencies together. Uh, so I think like uh, when I thought of this name, I also thought that I really want to mix many, many things, take these kind of genres, uh, put them together and kind of like put them in the software and trying to do something new and create something uh, out of those genres all together. And this is what I came up with, white noise. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting, but it, actually, it is. I think it is a double-edged sword, because um, you, what you're doing is actually a bit tricky and experimental, and um, not everyone, especially side trends DJs and producers, and also fans, mm -hmm. are not approving this style. But <laughs> correct me if I'm wrong, of course. <laughs> Uh, but on the, on, the, on the other hand, of course, um, you have a fantastic crowd that recognize this as uh, something different uh, in a perfect way. And I'm one of those. <laughs> but how, did you, how do you deal with this? Uh, actually, in my opinion, uh, what I'm trying to do with my music uh, is to just take out whatever I feel good with uh, without judging what kind of style it is and what kind of people would love that. Because uh, actually I believe in music, what we're hearing right now, it's what the artists were making maybe a year ago, maybe a year and a half, maybe a few months ago when, when they were creating this sound, uh, the music evolving so fast. And if you're trying to create something that is kind of like aligned with the time right now, just imagine that those artists that releasing the music right now they did it maybe a year ago, maybe two years ago, even. So it's not what they're doing right now. And I'm thinking like trying to do whatever you think is right mm -hmm. and try to create your own evolution in music instead of like hearing what people are doing right now, because probably they're doing something different right now. They did already what they releasing right now. They did it a few months ago. So uh, actually the audience are hearing like... Uh, sort of like delay of what we are doing because it's gonna kind of like taking time till we're releasing things. So uh, I think it's just like, uh, just create your own music and whatever you feel is good for you and whatever you think is gonna be the evolution of music. Yeah, that's, that's the best mm -hmm. way of thinking for sure. And you definitely need to think few steps ahead <laughs> when yeah. you're producing, right? <laughs> so, okay, so uh, you ended up being uh, among the top stream Psytrance artists on Spotify at some point with mm -hmm. over 1 million monthly listeners. Uh, this number is actually pretty crazy. Um, I know that you guys from Israel have uh, this Spotify network really um big so it's not that strange but still it is if you compare it to some other artists over there so uh the most listened to track on spotify is actually the moments i'm missing you made with ranji and the beautiful voice of nina nesbitt in 2019 mm -hmm. and it has more than 44 million plays <laughs> only this track uh can you please explain how did this happen uh, I wish that I could. <laughs> actually, it was a, a crazy, crazy journey. And uh, actually show us that uh, we think that we have like a great community on Spotify, but uh, actually we need to do it uh, in a more efficient way. 
uh, actually me and Vinny Vici, we kind of like thinking on a plan to kind of like uh, try to release uh, more songs and maybe more uh, live edits, uh, things that we might, uh, we don't want to release on our page, but uh, we still want it to be out. Uh, and we still want to grow our Spotify community as well. Uh, and now to explain uh, Nina, uh, actually we just did something that we thought that maybe <laughs> in some places, if we're going to play this song, maybe people will throw tomatoes and shoes at us. <laughs> actually, uh, we thought that we might not play it in Brazil uh, ever. And uh, we just but released the song because we loved it so much and we didn't even expect that it would be that big. Uh, it was amazing, amazing. <laughs> Actually, we just like went from one playlist to another and went to TV shows and places that we couldn't even imagine that uh, Cytrons would go. And uh, we're actually happy that uh, it kind of like show other people and other audience opportunity to kind of like uh, get closer to Cytrons and hopefully they will hear commercial Cytrons and go into deeper into Cytrons mm -hmm. to other genres and into trance and... Uh, I think this is our job uh, to kind of like be the bridge, the fusion bridge between genres to kind of like bring people more close to the style that we are doing and uh, bring them more close to any types of music as well. Yeah, and definitely I think you're doing it in the best possible way and we will talk about this later on. Um, but why this specific track? You, you have plenty of impressive tracks, but this one is super amazing, of course, I love it. But why do you think it happened with this exact track? I think that uh, in that moment, uh, we kind of like fought the hell with it, you know, and we loved <laughs> it and it was totally different. Uh, we, we didn't really step into Psytrance uh, kind of like structure that we are doing. It was very radio edit and very short, uh, not too much Psytrance, not too much uh, Psytrance sound, but we loved it like that. And uh, it was totally different. And I think that's the thing that uh, it was really like a, a huge fusion between pop and Psytrance and uh, in a like <laughs> extreme way. Not in the way that you used to do before. It was like, okay, we are just doing it and it's out. <laughs> we are sorry. <laughs> Perfect. Just keep going, you know, just keep doing it. You're doing an amazing job. All right. Um, so you collaborated in different ways with many artists, such as Armin van Buren, Nervo, Timmy Trampet, Vinny Vici, of course, Skazi, WW, Infected Mushrooms, and so on and so on. The list is pretty long. Uh, so who left the biggest impression on you? Because we're talking about so many different artists, different music genres they're producing. Um, and from who did you learn the most? Who help you most in your career? Actually, it's uh, kind of amazing how uh, everybody uh, kind of like uh, bringing uh, a lot of uh, information and good energy into things like Vinnie Vici. Uh, they not only helped me, but they helped the entire Psytrance scene. Uh, I think that what they did opened a huge door for us mm -hmm. uh, to be in those places and kind of like... Uh, be more free in creation. And let's say, in fact, that there were amazing uh, teacher, you know, in uh, sound wise and the way that they work, it was 
amazing for me just to be with them in the studio, especially when I was a kid listening to their music. And uh, uh, let's say Armin. Armin is like the perfect example to how to manage things and how to be on top all the time and how to create a beautiful community and how to uh, uh, use the interaction to help people and kind of like uh, get connected with frequency. <laughs> <laughs> Completely. <laughs> yeah, getting, getting something from every single person out there and, you know, use it for yourself, for your personal development. So this is, this is really uh, how you should do it and how everyone should do it, especially in this industry. Mm-hmm. All right, um, so speaking of Vinivici, uh, I know you're close friends, and if I remember well, um, three or two years ago, three years ago, I think, uh, Matano was the one who introduced you to Ruben Duran live in the State of Trance studio when mm. there were guests over there, and you were actually uh, having uh, some guests set uh, in this in one of those episodes. So do you think this was one of the game changer moments for you? Because I will explain. Uh, during the same year, you played at Tomorrowland Festival. I was there, by the way, at uh, the side, sta- uh, side stage, side trans stage. And uh, this is the first time, actually, when I heard you playing. And um, six months later, actually, you played at the one and only Estate of Trance Festival in Utrecht and soon after that in Mexico. So again, I was there. <laughs> actually, I, th- I think uh, I ended up... <laughs> I think I ended up in your video, Men on, Men on the Run, by the way. So no. do, do you, do you think this was... Again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, will sh- I will show you. It was amazing. Um, so uh, do you think actually this, this was a big change uh, for, your, for you and your career? Yeah, I think the change started the, a bit before. Uh, I did the Men on the Run remix, I think, back in 2010. And uh, in 2018... <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, in 2018, I thought that uh, I want to bring it back to life again and to play it again in more shows. Mm-hmm. And I kind of like uh, called uh, System Nipper, the guys that I did the song with, and I told them, like, please come over and let's do another version. Let's make a new version because I really want to play this version uh, again in Tomorrowland and in other places. And I gave this song to Vinny Vici and they played it as well. Mm-hmm. And Somewhere along the road, I think Armin or someone from the team uh, in Armada heard the song and they asked Vinny Vici who made that song and they pointed them uh, at me and then the relationship with uh, Armada started from there. <laughs> from there, yeah. Yeah, I- and uh, then since uh, me and Vinny Vici are close friends and we are flying together and do things together, then uh, they decided... Uh, just to bring me over to set of trance uh, because I still, I think I had a show maybe a day later in Brazil, so I supposed to fly anyway. So they told me just come with us. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect moment, I think, because mm-hmm. that period of eight years um, from the moment when you first made it, you know, the dreams. <laughs> I think a lot of things changed. Uh, in a good way, of course, for you. So this was actually the perfect moment uh, that you wanted to do this um, re-remix thing, <laughs> let's call it that way. <laughs> so uh, amazing, really, I, I love it. I really love it. Uh, so you played at the biggest stages around the world, 
including Tomorrowland, of course, State of Trance, EDC, Las Vegas, Parukaville, Airbit One, Electronic Family, now Transmission, of course. So I mentioned a few well-known um, interesting events, but of course you played for huge side trends once. You play all the time over there. Um, what do you think uh, one artist needs to have to be chosen to play at big events? What kind of artist? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, it, <laughs> there is so many things uh, put in count. You have social media, of course. Uh, uh, but in uh, music-wise, I think uh, the artists that really understand uh, what is their uh, path, what is their meaning uh, with uh, creation of music. Uh, if you really know that you are in the position of being on stage and kind of like change the frequency of the entire crowd and you need to do a good job. You need to really understand uh, that you're standing in front of those people and you can give them a good experience and you could give them the best show ever. And some people, uh, I don't know who they are usually like, but some people kind of like not really taking it in the right way and kind of like trying to get uh, more fame, uh, more money. And it's not something bad. It's kind of like uh, just like drawing your focus away from what you're doing as well, because sometimes uh, it's not in a bad way, but if you need to pay rent and you don't have any shows and uh, your path is kind of like going slowly because you believe in something and you kind of like move away to the side just to get more money, uh, probably you will not do that great job uh, eventually if you will not find your way back uh, into that path when you're creating beautiful music and trying to make people happy and uh, lift their energy up. Uh, that's it. I think that we are all always kind of like moving from side to side, but uh, if you're trying to stay balanced, because this <laughs> kind of like uh, DJ life is very tricky with uh, many, many, uh, there is so many things like management and uh, festivals and so many politics sometimes in music, then uh, if you're trying to stay balanced and try to try, uh, stay true with what you're doing, then I think that you will get these big festivals because they, the big, big festivals that truly believe in making a change as well. Uh, they're also trying to bring the artists that uh, align with their energy. That was a long answer. <laughs> no, it's it's a perfect actually, and uh, I think you're completely right. Um, so you need to make changes all the time. You need to you know follow what's happening uh, in the industry if you want to improve yourself. So, um, and in order to be recognized, of course. <laughs> All right. So, um, I guess not so many people here in Europe know about Psytrance festivals on the other continents. And I'm not sure anyone who doesn't listen to, to Psytrance knows how big this genre is. And even me, even I didn't know this uh, until maybe, I don't know, a few months ago, I started doing some researches and then I realized that Psytrance is really really big especially on some other continents and um, the crowd uh, that listen to this kind of music is really passionate you know mm -hmm. 
And um, but I would like you to uh, name a couple of those festivals that we didn't hear for, you know, because we know for Boom, of course, in Portugal, we know for uh, Sci-Fi in Netherlands, Ozora, for example, in Hungary. And uh, but speaking of South America, for example, we're not pretty familiar with what's happening over there. So can you name some interesting uh, in these kind of places and in Israel also, of course? Of course, uh, in Israel we have huge, huge, beautiful festivals uh, like Du Festival that have his own team and uh, Unity and mm-hmm. Bukcha and so many uh, beautiful festivals. And uh, I think in Brazil we have uh, SciFly. It was an amazing festival. Mundo Psicodelico, Avore de Vida. Uh, just to name a few beautiful festivals that always bringing, uh, you know, the, although they don't need to, they're always trying to bring the best sound systems and the best decorations. Uh, and they know that people will come anyway because they come for the music, but they're still doing everything to make uh, everyone happy. Uh, it's amazing. And I think that people also feel that because you kind of like feel the energy when you're going to Brazil. Uh, you kind of like feel that everybody appreciates whatever they people are doing, they appreciate the music, they appreciate everything. And uh, this, I think, what's beautiful, this is the gift that we are getting back, this uh, kind of like uh, unconditional love from the people uh, that truly just love music and love the way that uh, we give it, present it to them. Perfect. I mean, this, this is, I think, the most important thing, you know, that people go because of the music, you know, this should be like the main reason going to parties and festivals. Um, so, yeah, I think this can definitely be a definition of trance, for example. Mm-hmm. So... Um, you are uh where do you want to play for example the uh, i mean if you haven't ch- had a chance yet and this is some big idea that you want to be there one day actually uh i kind of like have this dream and uh, not to play in a festival i think that uh, i played in so many big festivals that uh, it really like everything feels uh, almost the same Uh, when it's so big, it's just like when you're connected with the energy of the crowd, uh, it all, almost always feels the same when you're playing in a club for 1,000 people and when you're playing even in a small party for 200 people or a huge, huge, huge crowd, it's always the same energy, sometimes in huge scales, but uh, it's always like the same emotion. So kind of like I think that uh, <laughs> I'm trying to enjoy that and not to think too much far ahead. I, I'm sure that uh, good stages and good parties will come up uh, in the future. But my dream is really to bring the evolution of music and the way people see, uh, see things and kind of like put everybody in one place. And uh, this is my biggest goal, uh, to open a record label. And actually I'm in the middle of doing that. And this record label will be like a sort of a community and we will try to reach uh, bigger goals uh, uh, other than just being big in Psytrance and try to get more opportunities uh, in the uh, sync. Uh, uh, sync is, uh, how do I, I do not sure how to explain that because uh, it's kind of like a very new idea, but uh, 
we're trying to bring Citrus everywhere, uh, to Netflix, to TV shows, uh, to MTV. Uh, <laughs> and this is gonna, kind of like going to be the goal of uh, this label in the underground. And uh, still, I'm going to release my music there and I'm going to give opportunity to other artists to release music there. Uh, and we're going to work a lot on publishing and seeing opportunities and uh, show artists that they're going to have a lot of uh, money that is lying around that uh, nobody uses. <laughs> most of the time, we are just not collecting the money that we deserve. And uh, most of the people just don't know that. So we just want to make a platform where everybody knows uh, what they're doing, where their money is at, and uh, we're going to help each other and see that there is no fighting between artists. It's just we are all one and we need to create the best music for the audience and uh, nobody is an enemy and there is no really competition. We're just trying to be the best in ourselves and uh, that's it. And this is the plan. <laughs> this is the dream. And uh, wow. hopefully we will have this interview in a few years and uh, <laughs> we'll discuss. <laughs> Before that, we come on, yeah. come on. <laughs> few years is, is too much. <laughs> this is really impressive. I mean, keep me updated. Definitely. This is so, so interesting. And um, I would really love to see this, um, uh, you know, becoming a real thing. So this is, I think, um, this would be uh, a huge milestone for you <laughs> and generally the people from Psytrance industry. And yeah, you mentioned this, um, the, rela the relationship that you have with other artists uh, in this industry and fans as well. So this is what I like about you guys. You are supporting each other all the time. And this is really important, especially in this industry, but not everyone are doing this. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I feel sad about this when I, when I find, find out that this is happening <laughs> and it shouldn't, but you guys are doing an amazing job, you know, just making it in a best possible way to grow and uh, reflect and to be accepted by, by the whole world, not just Psytrance um, fans. So. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Amazing, no, seriously. So you're also a good friend of uh, Blastoise, right? Yeah. So cool. the last time he was the one who closed Transmission Festival in 2019, be be uh, before the pandemic happened. Um, mm -hmm. And to be honest, uh, as I said at the beginning, this was uh, the biggest disappointment for you, for me, sorry, to not hear you live at this fantastic festival. Mm -hmm. um, first time I heard you playing, as I said, at Tomorrowland 2018. Um, then I realized how big are you becoming, you are becoming. But transmission is something else. And you realize this, of course. Um, well, it wasn't meant to be this time. So how was this transmission uh, experience for you, especially after so long not playing almost anywhere? <laughs> Wow, uh, actually, uh, it's kind of like I don't have any words to describe the feeling of uh, playing after so long. Uh, it kind of it felt like my first uh, my first show ever. <laughs> wow! Uh, I had another show uh, two weeks before. It was the Indian Spirit in Germany. It was amazing, uh, but it was a Psytrance show, and uh, it was easier for me. Uh, to get ready for that and but to transmission it was a totally new experience for me and i tried to bring also a new set and new music instead of like going the path that usually people know 
especially because I did so many sets uh, for transmission online. Uh, I thought that it would be great that I will play new things, things that I didn't play uh, earlier back then in the sets that I used to do online, uh, also with the set with uh, Blastoise. And especially when Blastoise called me and said like, hey, I want to come with you. And I said, it would be amazing. And we thought about maybe bringing him also to the stage and uh, also do a small back-to-back in the end and uh, uh, just show people unity and show people that uh, it's beautiful to create together and be together and do things together. I think that people also love that. Uh, I saw the reaction in the crowd. Uh, everybody stayed until the last minute. Uh, it was amazing because I think that uh, especially when, <laughs> you know, in festival, everybody want to go 10 minutes before just not to get stuck in traffic or whatever. And uh, <laughs> I'm not that kind. The <laughs> because I introduced, hey, Blesto is coming and oh, maybe we will stay for a little bit longer. <laughs> Awesome. I, uh, okay, stop talking. <laughs> I'm gonna be coming pretty sad. <laughs> I'm joking. Um, I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad you enjoyed it. And uh, I really cannot imagine how you felt being on that stage in, in front of that big crowd. So yeah, good, amazing. And just uh, I wish you to continue uh, performing at big festivals and for sure you will. So you mentioned this and just want to uh, continue. Um, those transmission uh, sets that you were doing, those online mm-hmm. ones, that, let's call it that way. Um, so one of those sets actually was a tribute to Thomas Kostline. Mm-hmm. Um, he was a fantastic artist who unfortunately lost his battle against cancer this year. Um, so I'm sure he's having some crazy party up there somewhere. Um, do you generally like doing those online sets or do you get feedback from the people when you, when you do one? Do you find it interesting actually, or do you miss real gigs? Uh, actually those online sets is something that I don't really like to do because I need to rent equipments and I need to go uh, online and kind of like film myself. And uh, it's something that I don't really like to do, like to be in front of uh, things. Uh, but I do like to share my music and share my sets. Uh, actually, it's kind of like, it's pretty nice. I'm getting a lot of uh, great responses. This is what I'm, this is why I'm doing that uh, thing anyway. But uh, for sure, I would prefer to be uh, on the stage and really connect with the people and not kind of like imagine them with me in the studio and trying to be positive and trying to be with that energy. It's, kind of, it's very hard. I, I know. Again, everything uh, is around the connection. So, um, so what, do, what is your opinion about being a DJ? Do you think a DJ should be a showman also? Because my personal opinion, um, I will never understand those DJs without emotions and any interaction with the crowd. <laughs> Do you think this is important that one DJ have? Uh, first of all, yeah, I think that emotions and getting connected with the crowd is the most important thing uh, for me in transmission. Like I'm always preparing my sets, but uh, I'm playing whatever I feel in the moment. Uh, and I'm not trying to go online uh, with the same uh, things that I aligned back at home because it was a different energy and a different feeling. 
it was in a different moment. So probably I won't feel the same in the party. So I'm just trying uh, to put a few mixes that sounds good together. And I always go off the road. And I think this is the part exactly with emotions that those emotions come into place and kind of like direct me. Like when everybody's going up, I'm not going to put a song that probably I wasn't that high back then when I, when I was creating music. And when I, I was thinking of this set, yeah, probably I wasn't in the same frequency and the same vibe of the crowd. So uh, I think emotions are very important uh, for DJ. I think everybody have emotion, but maybe uh, not, uh, uh, not everyone is very aligned uh, and kind of like feel confidence in to changing things and change uh, things uh, on stage. But I think that you must have emotions to be in that uh, position into helping people and playing in places. So uh, probably they just don't show it in a good way. <laughs> Most probably. <laughs> But this is why we love you. So. <laughs> okay, so uh, during tough times, uh, we are again returning to this topic. Uh, music can be a great escape from all the problems and troubles we are all facing from time to time. Whether you're a DJ or a fan, uh, music can transport you to a better place where bad things doesn't exist. <laughs> um, don't exist. Do you think the situation with COVID made everything a lot harder or even worse for some people? Well, you're opening a, a Pandora box. <laughs> Kinda. <laughs> uh, well, uh, some people can see the pandemic as a gift and some people can see them uh, as a curse, but uh, every new thing that's happening in life, it's an opportunity. For me, the opportunity was to create more music and to be at home and uh, have more time for myself and more time to plan this uh, label and everything that I want to do, uh, things that I couldn't even think of uh, back then, where we were in the race uh, of flying every weekend and coming home only for a few days, trying to create new music and flying back again, uh, feeling exhausted all the time. You kind of like don't have time to do the things that you really want to do. Uh, so for me, it was a beautiful gift that I want to bring back already and start to play <laughs> again. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think this time really helped me and some other people that maybe were more rely on music uh, and had to really change uh, the way of doing things and maybe find other jobs and doing other things mm -hmm. uh, to kind of like stay above water. I think that re they're really suffering. At that moment and i really hope that things will change and we will go back to connecting with people again and seeing people again and be there not just uh, creating in the studio and sending the music and releasing that and also be there with those people that hearing our music and get connected with them uh, things that we are really really missing true but did you find it hard to focus on production uh, or you become even more productive? Because I think you, you were more productive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm more productive, but uh, actually in these days where uh, there is a, a, a very hard way to communicate with people and everything is online, things are really getting delayed. Uh, It's very hard to walk online for me. I really try to sit down with people and create the music together instead of like throwing idea back and forth. Uh, 
I think that when you create something with someone and you're sitting back to uh, sitting, sitting together and creating together, you're kind of like creating something new that uh, it's kind of like reflect both styles. And uh, when you make a, a collaboration with someone uh, online and you're just saying things, it's like kind of like a fixed things that he's doing and fixed thing that I'm doing. And uh, sometimes it's just uh, doesn't feel right for me. Mm-hmm. So things uh, kind of like get uh, held up uh, in this period of time. But I've been creating so many new music, like 20, maybe 30 songs that are still like in work process because of the pandemic. But I'm kind of like going to release them one by one. Uh, so I have enough time to work on each one separately. Uh, and that's it for now. I think that uh, it really helped me uh go to the next step of create, uh, creation in music and kind of like find my path that uh, the music is not mine. Uh, and if I w- will not release it, I will not share it with the world, uh, there is no meaning of me doing that and just putting it back in the drawer. So uh, that realization kind of like brought me to talk with Vinny Vici and kind of like think on the way how we can release all our live versions uh, anytime soon, try to release them even one by one, but try to release everything in a great platform. We are still working on that, but uh, maybe that that uh, that pandemic really helped that uh, to come about, you know, and become reality. Wow, nice! <laughs> Cannot yeah. wait to hear those new stuff. I, I, I will not talk. To... I will not talk about the negative side. Only positive. No, 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 no. We're not gonna go there. <laughs> no reason to do this, <laughs> especially not in this show. <laughs> right. Okay, let's play a, a truth game. Oh. Uh, I, yes, I will yeah. need you to again uh, pick three numbers. Three numbers. Yeah, you see seven over here. Okay. And you will need to pick three, and I'm going to reveal the question behind those numbers, and I will need you to answer on those questions. <laughs> Perfect. One, three, and seven. Oh, that was fast. <laughs> okay. Let's see. Aha. Uh-huh. What is your biggest fail? My biggest fail? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I can say an embarrassing moment, but uh, I don't think that nothing is fail. We are only learning. Uh, a, a oh, funny on. thing happened to me <laughs> once. Uh, I, I I had a show in Mexico, <laughs> and I think it was a crazy weekend. I came from Brazil. I landed in Germany, and my flight got uh, delayed. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think uh, I had to fly the next day and kind of like arrive maybe like two hours before my show. It was a color party in Monterrey in uh, Mexico, an amazing show, and <laughs> I, w- I just went there, and it was paint everywhere, and I just slipped on the stage, <laughs> straight on the floor, <laughs> and uh, because my flight was delayed, uh, just except of the embarrassing part of falling down in front of like 20,000 people, uh, also they lost my luggage, and I didn't have any clothes to change, so I had to go with the uh, uh, clothes with paint everywhere uh, for like one day and a half until I got my luggage back. So <laughs> this was pretty nice to go on the mall with uh, paint all over my body, feeling disgusting. <laughs> oh my god! 
Okay, I understand that it's not cool at all. <laughs> okay, so it's a tree. Aha, what is your hidden talent? Not everyone knows. <laughs> oh, hidden talent. Uh, actually, I love to do so many things. Uh, I do haircuts. Uh, my brother uh, coming every month, driving over. Uh, it's like one hour and a half just uh, to get a haircut and he's going back home. Uh, also, when I was in the army, I used to do haircuts to all of my friends. Uh, actually, I like to do so many things. I like to deal with electronics and uh, with uh, uh, medical care and so many other things. Uh, but my focus is music, so you only hear about music. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> well, I'm hearing some other stuff right now, so it's cool. <laughs> okay, so seven. Seven says, aha, would you rather rather share DJ Booth with David Guetta or Salvatore Ganacci? Well, actually, I share the stage with Salvatore Ganacci. And this guy is... I don't know <laughs> that. <laughs> yeah, he played in Israel and I was playing right after him. And uh, actually, also, we met uh, back in Tomorrowland in 2018. Mm -hmm. And I was so surprised to see that this guy is so serious. Not on stage. He's <laughs> actually like a lawyer. And I kind of like, this guy was uh, like doing handstand on stage yesterday. <laughs> and when I saw him on breakfast uh, in the hotel in the next day. Uh, but wow, my dream is uh, really to be on stage with David Guetta because uh, uh, I think what he represents and the way he changed music is something that... Uh, Really, I, I have no words how to describe uh, the way like Vinnie Vici created realities into Psytrance and he created so many realities into music and the things that we are seeing right now is uh, mostly uh, because of him. Mm -hmm. The way that he saw music and the way that he fought to bring music and the way that he's staying up to date right now and the way that he's releasing music and uh, trying to be very social is something that uh, I'm really trying to look up to. And uh, I saw him a few times. Uh, I think we talked maybe a few times, but we never played on the same stage. Uh, hopefully in the future. <laughs> yeah, I heard he's a nice guy. Yeah. I never met yeah. him, but I heard some nice stories about him. <laughs> okay, so you are one of the rare artists that have no fear to make the remix of most popular tracks, uh, no matter what genre. So, for example, you did a remix of... Linkin Park track called Numb, mm -hmm. and I, I don't want to even try to describe how big surprise this was for me because, uh, you know, in my teenage years especially, I was a huge fan of this band and even after, you know, a while, I continued listening to it and it was really sad news uh, when I heard about what happened to Chester and I think everyone reacted the same. So, uh, besides that, you did a remix of uh, Grease 2000, you know, a classic track uh, by Three Drives on a Vinyl. Uh, to be honest, I'm usually not a fan of those legendary tracks being remixed because uh, often it, adds up in, it ends up not that good. But to be honest, I like yours. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I'm so, how, how do you decide about going into this kind of project uh, with a specific track? How do you choose a track? 
actually, uh, let's say in Linkin Park, it's actually a funny story because it was a complete track uh, way before it was a remix. And uh, I wanted to release this song and uh, Vinny Ritchie were playing and they really loved the drop. And they said like, uh, can you maybe put a vocal on it? And I really loved, uh, I really love, uh, <laughs> still love uh, Linkin Park. And uh, I thought that Nam would be a great fit uh, in that moment. And then this kind of like mashup went exploding everywhere. And then Vinny Vici told me, man, you need to release it. It doesn't matter if it's not a remix or it's not done yet. So I had to really rethink everything and kind of like make this remix uh, very fast and releasing it uh, back then. Uh, but actually, uh, if I would do, uh, I'm kind of like thinking that I would really love to redo the remix and give it like more proper uh, kind of like attention because it was very fast the way that uh, things were done. And I really, really love Linkin Park. And I think that maybe I could even do a newer version, a better one that kind of like uh, represent the song more instead of like sounding a bit like a mashup. And the same thing with Greece 2000, I kind of like didn't want to move the sound that much. I kind of like wanted to keep it in the same level, but just boost the energy a bit up uh, just to give it uh, a bit more citrus energy without changing things. And uh, because it's already amazing, it's already an amazing melody, an amazing song. And I didn't want to change much uh, just to give my own energy into that song. And that's what I did. And uh, Maybe this is why you're loving it because I didn't change it that much. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's the point, you know, keeping the original vibe over there and adding some mark of yours, for example. Mm-hmm. Uh, not everyone does this. <laughs> They change it Everybody completely. And, you know, so, but yeah, it is what it is. So, uh, anyway. <laughs> exactly. Okay, so in Psytrance world, uh, who do you like working with the most? Whose state of mind is similar to yours? Maybe Vinivici, I don't know, Blastoise, your good friends. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, you can see it in my playlists. Uh, <laughs> the music that I'm, uh, the people that I'm working with, they're actually the people that I really love working with. Like, uh, as you said, Vinivici, uh, Omiki, uh, Blastoise, Infected Mushroom, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's so many good people that uh, we just love spending time together and we love creating things together. Uh, not uh, most of them really align with my music, but this is why we are trying to create new things. Uh, also, I did a new song with uh, Junam that we actually working on, I think for four years already. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so sometimes, yeah, th- things happen like that as well. Uh, we were creating a song and uh, I think after one year, I said that I don't like the song at all. Uh, We kind of like moved to one direction because of a vocal that uh, really wasn't aligned with the song and we decided to delete everything and start a new one. And we wrote lyrics and brought a singer and we are still uh, on the way of finishing things and releasing it soon. So, you know, uh, every, everyone is a journey and these four years of me working with him, we didn't walk every day for four years. We just meet from time to time and change the course of uh, the song and move it uh, to a, another direction until we got uh, to the song uh, that we have today. 
And uh, this kind of like uh, meeting with people and creating things, even if you are not finishing things, uh, it's always a, a nice way and a nice lesson to kind of like move. We think that song is uh, perfect and then I just do a new melody and we, okay, we need to do uh, a completely new thing and the melody kind of like taking us to a new direction, a happier direction and we need to change the entire structure of the song because it's happier. And mm-hmm. things happen sometimes like that. And I'm actually happy that they're happening like that. Cool. <laughs> awesome. That. Really. Um, and okay. I'm aware that you actually were the first artist who signed for Alteza, a label owned by Vinovici. Correct me if I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. Some, someone lied to me if it's not correct. <laughs> I think it's correct. And uh, I guess Vinovici are pretty picky. So this is also a confirmation that you're doing an outstanding um, job as an artist. Yeah, well, actually, we are, uh, we are like family. Uh, me, Vinovici, everybody that you're sh- actually seeing online, we are always trying. Uh, we are actually friends, uh, more than co-workers. Uh, I think this is also the reason why I want to make a, a label which will bring this structure. Uh, we are all helping each other as friends and uh, we are all flying together and we do amazing things, but there is no structure really to help each other and create this community. We are really, really connected, but there is still no uh, a good structure that will help us to go beyond whatever we are doing right now. Uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So this is in the process right now. <laughs> Okay, so uh, we all agree that Tomorrowland is one unique place uh, made to deliver an extraordinary experience to music and festival lovers. I also find Psytrance festivals as unique places, as I said before, where music lovers feel connected, without boundaries, differences, feeling free. Um, So this is the point of going to festivals, right? But as an artist, what kind of venues do you like more and why? Wow, uh, I can say that I'm thankful uh, for every show because sometimes you can play in a small club and the energy is so crazy. Sometimes I played in Japan and they had like 400, 500 people and the place was packed and everybody went crazy. And it's something that I will never forget. And uh, the same thing with Tomorrowland. This experience is something that I will never forget. I think that... uh, also for you, as you said, like Tomorrowland is very different than transmission. Uh, every party is different than, like, let's say in Germany, you will not hear people scream, but you will see them dance uh, like crazy for three days, even if it's raining. Uh, the same thing in Australia. But in Australia, they love to scream and they love to take the energy out by screaming. And the same thing in Brazil. In Brazil, they can dance for three days nonstop and they're getting excited from every drop. Although it's been three days of nonstop kick and bass through the head, you know, (laughs) uh, same thing in Israel. So it's kind of, it's just amazing, you know, and especially in these days uh, when you have a lot of time to think about uh, those festivals that you're really waiting them to come on and uh, everything to start to come back. uh, It's kind of like amazing just to remember how, the energy in Brazil is different than the energy in, uh, let's say, in Portugal. And just crazy how you want to be everywhere, not just in one festival. You want to really go back and just see everybody. The same, uh, also the people in Asia. Uh, yeah, everywhere. as well. 
especially we used to play a lot in uh, Half Moon Festival back in Thailand. Uh-huh. Although our second home we used was to there. Be, uh, I think all the Psyton artists always went to Thailand, we used to meet there and just like try to take one month off. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and we used to play there and uh, these uh, people also from the festival, they are our family, you know, second family. Mm-hmm. We also have so many families, families in Brazil, families in Germany, uh, families in Switzerland, so many friends that uh, we are still uh, can't meet yet. So, uh, hopefully, uh, very soon, I can see that the first festivals are getting closed. Uh, hopefully, they will change. Uh, they will stay closed, not not change, of course. <laughs> things will stay closed, and uh, we start uh, flying everywhere and see our people again, our families. We will. <laughs> we will. We will. Exactly. Okay, I, uh, I'm aware that I witnessed when Psytrance entered Tomorrowland on a big door in 2018. Before, it was like, a, I think, like a boiler room, right? So in 2018, you got a real stage, you know, over there. So I think you are one of those persons that deserves respect, speaking of this. Ah, that's a question. If I, uh, that's, that's my opinion that I want ah, okay, you to give me you. feedback. Thank so <laughs> ah, thank you. Thank you so much. I thought, I thought there is a question coming. <laughs> nah. <laughs> But yeah, thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, I try to do my best and really uh, be in the stage and try to respect uh, the people and the people that bought the tickets and trying to get the experience uh, and trying to bring them into Psytrance. I think that... Uh, There is so many people that don't listen to Psytrance and uh, do listen to my music. And I can see that they are listening to mostly uh, most of my friends, like uh, the people that didn't listen to Psytrance back then, listening to Blastoise and listening to other artists as well. Uh, so I think it's working, you know, what we are doing, it's working. People are really finding themselves also in new genres. And it's amazing. That's, that's... Uh, this part that we have in this process of uh, for them to experience new music and experiencing new energy and vibes and uh, I'm always thankful when I'm hearing a new style and uh, kind of like always giving the respect of the, the to the artist that kind of like bring me open me to that kind of like genres you know mm-hmm. uh, like Skrillex when I had dubstep for the first time and it was sick you know Mm-hmm. Uh, although it was too crazy for me and then I saw also Skrillex flipped uh, to another genre uh, straight away so <laughs> probably was too crazy for him as well <laughs> uh, I'm not a huge fan of his music but yeah he's a great artist and no, definitely I mean, yeah, it, talented it was, one uh, <laughs> it was yeah it was very crazy but uh, I could still appreciate the, the work process and what he did you mm-hmm. know mm-hmm. especially when he took it to I think Jack U and other places and other music uh, levels. So he maybe started in a very noisy place, but he kind of like find a way to make it a bit more commercial and more nice uh, for other people to listen as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm absolutely right. When you see the crowd enjoying, uh, what is the first emotion that goes through your body and mind? Wow, well, actually the, the feel is always... When, when everybody's screaming, 
and you're standing on stage, you kind of like feel this huge vibration that is not coming from speakers. I don't even know how to explain, but uh, when you're in a room and you feel and you see people fighting, you kind of like feel the density uh, in there, in your body. And, uh, uh, you know, in a bad way, but when you're on stage and you feel this probation of happiness running through your body when people are enjoying it, something that I can, can't really describe. I think the people uh, that uh, are in the dance floor can, can describe that maybe. <laughs> <laughs> but wow, it's uh, an amazing, amazing feeling. And uh, it's really kind of like, if you're really connected to the people and kind of like feel it, they're enjoying, uh, you're enjoying through them and they're enjoying through you. So uh, uh, you're actually doing a good job. If you're kind of like feeling that you lost the connection, Uh, you probably wasn't that aligned sometimes uh, even for me it's happened that I played songs that uh, I thought they were good and maybe I tried to stay stick with the playlist that I got uh, uh, before and you just feel like that sometimes people are they're not it's not like they're not enjoying but they're kind of like stopping in the middle of the dance and maybe hearing the song and the rhythm of the dancing is gone and uh You need maybe one or two songs to to kind of like bring people to read it to back in the rhythm again especially when they are drinking and you kind of like want to stop and you kind of like need a break to drink and uh I will not give people the opportunity to go and drink <laughs> before you're coming to my set <laughs> oh that's this this proper thinking right? yeah. <laughs> good okay um so okay we all know what we miss uh during the pandemic um but is there anything that you don't miss being on tour playing at festivals events uh, people traveling well, uh, i won't miss the anxiety and the constant flying mm-hmm. and the way that i used to sleep uh, i used to wake up maybe 6 p.m. and going to sleep, I don't know when. Like I never went to sleep and woke up in the same time. Uh, so this thing I won't miss and I think that it will not, uh, it won't come even because uh, I will be more strict with my schedule and in my sleeping and in my healthcare. So <laughs> the things that I won't miss, uh, they won't come, hopefully. <laughs> Speaking of healthcare, I heard that you like meditation and yoga <laughs> am <Yeah>. I right <laughs> and I'm not gonna reveal how I I uh, found out for this um, <laughs> so do you practice it every day uh, yeah actually I'm doing meditation I think uh, for one hour and a half uh, every day almost oh. sometimes more uh, sometimes not uh, not even uh, one minute uh, but uh, I'm trying to raise my frequency all the time even when I'm not doing meditation uh, I, you don't you won't see me sitting like this of course <laughs> uh, I'm just being quiet and listening to myself and trying to know myself better and uh, it's actually pretty amazing I kind of like uh, getting I really got in touch in into knowing my paper uh, my purpose uh, and how to listen to the music in my head and not to judge things uh, and trying to do things uh, in a better way and I think that uh, meditation really helped uh, to go into that process and uh, showed me as well how to kind of like try to guide people uh, 
in the same way without pushing anyone, just like be an opportunity for other people that will seek for that place as well, mm-hmm. uh, where we can create music together, where we can do things together as one, as unity, and uh, uh, represent each other in the, the best way that we can uh, with music, with friendship, and hopefully we will make uh, even events together and hopefully we were talking maybe on opening an academy and uh, releasing uh, sound samples and maybe uh, also releasing uh, two uh, VST that I'm really uh, I'm really passionate on doing uh, things that are really missing in my workflow and music so I really want to build this stru- uh, structure uh, and to release these things and share it with everybody and trying to have this community when people will have problems, they can share it also. And uh, they will have other people also to answer, not only me, but other people, not even in my crew, but other people from the community. I really want to grow something that uh, will be beyond uh, Spotify or uh, Instagram uh, or whatever, any social platform, but still be connected with every platform, but still we will have our own thing. where everybody can ask things about music creation or whatever, and we will get the help that he needed. Even if it's not uh, aligned with the label, still there will be uh, 30 people to help him uh, to find his own way and maybe find a label that will suit his uh, purpose in music, uh, or maybe find other opportunities for him as well. So uh, this will come in the near future with another good friend of mine that uh, his name is Or, used to do social things in Israel and used to run the community of players of Israel uh, together with a good friend of mine, Shachar. Uh, they did a pretty amazing job of like keeping everybody together in the beautiful community. And uh, I think I have a lot to learn from him to how, how to manage these things. And uh, uh, I'm really excited to go forward with this uh, plan. Wow. <laughs> you are throwing bombs over here right now with your plans. It's really hard to catch everything, you know, <laughs> to remember what you are planning to do, but amazing. I'll just keep going. Um, okay, but uh, when I meet you somewhere, I will definitely ask you to teach me some meditation skills <laughs> because I, I find it hard to focus. Um, on especially on doing things like that and I am too energetic and actually my energy is crazy and going in a lot of different places at the same time <laughs> so I really need this <laughs> uh, but it's it's not that easy I know it's not that easy especially if you're this kind of person but you will teach me <laughs> okay, <laughs> okay. Yeah. I can give you an advice uh, I think for everyone a short advice uh, it's just um When you are breathing, you can't think. Uh, if you try to do meditation, I think uh, maybe for a few times, you realize that sometimes it's getting hard to breathe. You need to focus on your breathing because you feel like if you will stop breathing, you will kind of like lose your uh, breath. And uh, is it, this is exactly what's happening. When you are uh, thinking, uh, you are going to a place where the thought is at and you are not staying in your body. This is why there is like uh, this kind of like this communication for a second when you're trying to breathe back again. So if you will focus on your breathing, it's already a meditation. So try to do that at least for one minute and then two minutes and then 
20 minutes and then breathe every day. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I know. This is the most important thing. And mm -hmm. when I'm stressed and when I'm angry or anxious, whatever, I, I try. I try to breathe, but I don't remember all the, every time to do that. But I know it's it's really a good way, you know, to relax. Um, I will I will try to to be better in this for sure. Okay, so another inside info: uh, I heard you and your parents own a Thai restaurant. How come you decided to open a Thailand restaurant in Israel? Actually, my parents uh, opened the restaurant. I think it was in two thousand ninety-five. Yeah, 2095. Mm -hmm. uh, oh, it's been that long. <laughs> Crazy. And oh. then, uh, actually, uh, uh, I think uh, when I finished the army, I think it was 2008. And uh, then they really needed my help uh, back in the restaurant because they had uh, a lot of things to deal with. Mm -hmm. So uh, I went inside the restaurant, I think, for four years. Uh, into helping in and out uh, until I, I think that uh, there was a point from 2013 until 2017 in which I couldn't uh, even do shows anymore. I think it was a break for four years. Uh, after I released my Doubt album in 2013, I kind of like stopped uh, making music and I went fully into the restaurant because I uh, my parents needed help. Uh, and I think, uh, uh, it also helped me kind of like manage things and uh, also I became a sushi master, uh, master not really a sushi master and not sushi, <laughs> sushi chef <laughs> because uh, uh, these people really learned for many years but I can cook everything uh, so uh, actually this uh, stop uh, in this, my career these four years uh, kind of like gave me the motivation in 2017 to push so hard and to get uh, to Tomorrowland in 2018 uh, I think this stop kind of like helped me realize uh, how important music is for me. And then when I just gave everything into music, I think this really what helped me to move forward. And uh, I think maybe also along the way, I kind of like forgot how important it is. And then the pandemic kind of like showed me again how important it is. So uh, hopefully we will not need any bad things uh, to remember how good we are uh, anymore. And, uh, and now we need to do things in the best way and uh, not to get lost in our path with mm. overthinking. <laughs> this is also a part of meditation that really helps. <laughs> Again, speaking of meditation, uh, do you do a session before the show, for example? And do you have a, a stage fright or it depends on the show? Uh, I think that, uh, I won't lie that, I think that everybody have a stage fright in some point, you know, uh, sometimes it's uh, so exciting uh, to go on stage and perform to people, especially when they are so excited and you are getting so excited with them without even playing yet. And uh, I think this anxiety is kind of like, uh, just go away the moment that you first play and you just need to do your job and, uh, be in the moment and then like everything just disappears and you're into the music and everything. Uh, I think like five minutes before the set, you're kind of like seeing every scenario that might happen <laughs> before you're pressing play. So I think this is a like, very stressing uh, uh, moment. But uh, I think actually after the pandemic and after the meditation, it kind of like felt uh, 
uh, I was much more in ease. So hopefully, mm-hmm. uh, without doing any session, because you asked it as well, mm-hmm. uh, without doing anything, I, I just came with uh, amazing, amazing friends. Uh, like Blastoise was with me uh, uh, in the backstage and Junam and uh, a good friend of mine, Roy, and another good friend uh, from uh, Turkey that is living in Prague. Mm-hmm. And it was just amazing to be with friends and everybody was having a good time. And it just felt like I'm just continuing on stage having a good time. So it was pretty great. But what, what was actually the first thing you did at uh, Transmission Festival? You know, did you, I don't know, shout or did you scream or jump like crazy? <laughs> or drinking? <laughs> when I played. <laughs> when you, well, when you, no, when you touched the DJ booth for the first time this year. Actually, I was laying down <laughs> doing, a story, uh, doing a video of me filming how big is the stage from my point of view. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And I was talking with the sound guy and he was like, not yet, not yet, not yet. Wait, wait. wait. I'm like, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> I was just waiting there, uh, waiting to press play uh, because, you know, they have uh, such an amazing production and the way that they do things and everything is so timed out and... Uh, they really bringing you an experience. Uh, I think that people there, they are confused in dancing or just watching mm-hmm. the amazing light show and music and sound system and mm-hmm. everything, you know? You don't know what to do if you want to dance. So if you will dance, you might miss uh, some beautiful laser. <laughs> so, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's it, crazy. it is about the whole experience being over there. You know? yeah. The same goes with, you know, if you want to take a picture, for example, or video and not dancing, it's uh, a big struggle. You know, what to choose, <laughs> what to do. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, definitely uh, people who never went to Transmission Festival, even if they're not trans music lovers, they should visit this amazing place because it is uh, something else. It's literally something else. Um, Okay, so what are your plans for the near future? Speaking of the production, you mentioned a lot of things that you are planning to do in a longer period (laughs) in the future. But for right now, what do do you want to do? Is there any release that we can expect, for example, or any event that is announced to happen, hopefully? A great event that uh, was announced already is the Dream State that I'm really looking forward uh, to playing there mm-hmm. and uh, also to travel to Los Angeles uh, again <laughs> and meet my friends there, of course. And uh, in the uh, music-wise, uh, uh, I do have a very beautiful release that uh, I'm doing with uh, Oren Dego and a band called Yunaka, a British band, mm-hmm. uh, that we really love their song. Uh, uh, in the first time that I heard this song, I was blowing, uh, blown away. And I think I remixed it in the first, uh, in the same day. And I sent it to them uh, without them knowing me and knowing what Cytrons is, I guess. Mm-hmm. And I sent them the version and they went crazy as well. And um, until now, we kind of like thought how to finish the song and when to release it. So I think the release date will be, I think, probably October 14th. Mm-hmm. And from then, I'm, I'm really planning to release a song at least every month or two. So, uh, and everything will be in the great structure and uh, hopefully we will start the path of uh, releasing music 
under my label and also releasing music in Alteza and hopefully Pinivici will release music in my label as well. So, uh, and we're gonna create this community of uh, every label uh, helping each other and every artist gonna help each other, especially uh, with Blastoise that he also opened a very amazing label uh, called We Love Rave. And uh, we're gonna push each other and kind of like help each other because we're all going to different direction. And uh, I think that uh, songs that will not fit me probably will fit Blastoise. Uh, or Vinny Vici as well, so, uh, or any other label of that kind. We have many amazing, beautiful uh, Citrus labels that we can share with and work with, like Nutec, Bluetooth, or Spintwist. Uh, and I think that uh, we all need to work together and kind of like everybody will focus on their own genre and create a network that will rise together. Fingers crossed uh, for this to happen. Um, pretty soon <laughs> to come to life. Okay, uh, it was fun getting into some different music genres. Um, I enjoyed this conversation with you, Itai. Uh, thank you. It was nice and quite interesting journey into the music industry. Um, I hope you felt the same. Yeah, thank you so much for everything. Actually, you didn't give me any question before, so everything was like on spot. Uh, so hopefully I wasn't that confused because there's so many things to share but uh... no this was good actually <laughs> this is the idea I mean when you're prepared then there are no surprises you know yeah, of <laughs> it's always you know better to look more natural this way so this is why how I prefer it prefer uh, this to happen exactly okay. I just didn't realize that I have so many things to share just when you ask things and I'm like whoa yeah. The long answer or the short one? <laughs> I, nev I never limit my guests, you know, to share whatever they want to share if they feel, you know, they want to do it. So thank you, Itai, once again. And I hope to see you soon somewhere um, and have fun dancing at your gig. Uh, I wish you all the best uh, with your career, first of all. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, this is my, my wishes for you and your future. Okay, thank you. Thank you, Nina, so much for this show. And thank you so much for doing this, uh, for getting people to know uh, artists and the way that they do things. Uh, for me, releasing music and showing what I'm doing without the people that would listen to the music, I would never be wherever I am. So, uh, like, it, it should be like a, a thing that, uh, how do you say, it? just a, a simple way, harmony between people mm -hmm. so uh, without that like white noise would never be exist without the audience or without the people that love this music so thank you for connecting me with uh, my audience <laughs> it was my pleasure thank you, thank you so okay okay music lovers out there please tell me if you like this episode any feedback is welcome feel free to write me on instagram facebook or contact me via email and please don't forget to subscribe to my youtube channel click on the like button below this video leave a comment and share it with the world mm -hmm. this is really important to me and remember we are all connected by frequency until next time take care and have fun bye bye